Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Today is episode 28. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Jordan Hauser Digital. That is my video company here in Greensburg, Pennsylvania. If you and your company are in need of some video marketing content, you know how to reach out to me. You can check out greensburgvideo.com. There's a bunch of content up there for you guys to check out. And if you want to make a video with me, go ahead and hit that contact bar and shoot me a message. We'll plan something out and get you rolling. So check out greensburgvideo.com for all of your video and photography marketing needs. Or if you'd like to sponsor an episode of this very podcast, you can do so by reaching out to me at the local 724.com and just head over to the contact page and fill out that form. So if you think your business is a good fit for the listeners of this show, go ahead and reach out at thelocal724.com. On today's episode, we're throwing down with Adam Fitz. He's a Southside Chicago boy who transplanted here to Greensburg. He's a musician, photographer, teacher, and he has a new role over at the Westmoreland Cultural Trust. Please help me welcome the very talented Adam Fitz. Welcome to the local 724 podcast in three, two, one. All right, Adam Fitz in the house. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you, Jordan? Doing awesome, man. I'm glad you could come in. Thanks for having me. Heck yeah. Dude, so you've got uh, the musician thing going on. You're working at the Cultural Trust. Let's hear about, uh, let's hear about your journey from where you started to, to where we're at now. Oh, yeah, man. Thanks. So I'm originally from Chicago, born and raised. Uh, born and raised in Chicago, and I met a girl from uh, Unity Township, so... You know, yeah. Latrobe School District, Greensburg Latrobe. address, you know, and uh, now I live in Greensburg. So, um, but yeah, I met my wife, Megan, in Chicago. She lived there for about 15 years, um, did, had the kids, house. Once we had our second kid, we were like, retreat to the highlands. <laughs> so, so we came here close to her family, um, and uh, I've been a school teacher. And a musician. So uh, when I came here, I did a year over at Latrobe High School. Um, I was just an aide and then got a job teaching in Pittsburgh at a charter school. I was teaching kindergarten down there. Um, and then started working up here at Aquinas Academy last year. Um, and all the while, while we were here, um, I started playing music more. So in Chicago, I had a band. I, you know, in 2005 to nine, we'd play maybe like 30 shows a year. By the time I went back to school in 2009, 10, I was playing maybe twice a year. It was, uh, yeah. I called it music on life support. <laughs> right, You yeah. know, just don't let it die. Don't, you know, just yeah. keep, keep, uh, keep it a lot, you know, because it's so hard to fill that, start that back up if you, if you take it all the way down. Right, yeah. You know, so I'd play like two, maybe three solo acoustic shows a year. And then when we moved here, you know, part of going back to school was having the ability to play more music. You know, like I get some summer times and stuff. Um, and then, but I never really got to put that in action. I was a school teacher in Chicago Public Schools for three years there. And then when I got here, I was like, all right, now's the time. Yeah. Um, and so I went out and I met some amazing people. You know, uh, there's a guy local, Jer Derek Woods. Mm -hmm. And he hosted, he would host an open mic down at Black Rock, um, across from the Sonic in Greengate. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I met him. Um, you know, by chance, I was I was down here in uh, White Rabbit, and I went downstairs looking for records, and met a guy down there. And uh, Dasher had there were some Dasher paintings on the wall. Yep. I was like, "Oh, those are cool!" And he was like, <laughs> "That's a guy Dasher." And then I started following him on Facebook, and then he was like bartending where there was an open mic, and so I like 
you know, I just I just used Facebook. I had little kids, so I couldn't yeah. really go out. You know? Networking. And so I just, like, used Facebook as research. And I was like, all right, that's the bartender who's hosting the open mic, and, like, reach out to them. It's like, oh, here's some other cool places. People here are really happy to share the culture and community. You know, it's oh, like yeah. it's, it's small enough. We're like, man, we need all of us doing everything we can do. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? There's no doubt about that. I feel like even Pittsburgh has that, you know, with about a million people. It still has that feeling Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like even more so in Westmoreland County, there's what 300,000 of us yeah. here in the County. So Something it's like, clue, we need, yeah. we need everybody doing as much as we can. Um, and so basically, uh, I met Derek and at that same open mic, I probably met like eight other musicians that I'm still friends with that are still active. Um, and then I started following them and I was like, all right, he's playing at these places. So now I'm on those sites, you know? And then I'm, people are like, oh, you got to get a PA if you're going to go do it. So I basically put together a book of about three hours worth of covers. I still have my original music, and I just got busy. So 2017, I played about 60 shows. Whoa. Same thing about 2018. And then 2019, I thought I was going to take a step back. But at the end of the year, I looked back, it's about 90 shows. Yeah, that never happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I think I played less. And I did. I looked at my spreadsheet. I was like, no, or 90. Yeah. So 2019, I played 90 shows. And uh, that was the most, I, I put in more stage time playing. I mean, I would do like the club cafes and the Mr. Smalls, yeah. but then I'd also go and do the, um, you know, Mr. Toads for three hours or um, Spitfire, like all those sort of like mm-hmm. local haunts um, and playing songs that I thought people wanted to hear. Um, and so I would do those three hour sets. I definitely put in, I played more shows in the last, since I've been in Greensburg than I had my whole life previous. Yeah. Like if you added them all, I probably doubled it. That's awesome. Quite honestly. And uh, I, I attribute that to the, just the welcoming scene here. And like it's there's a lot of support around local music, a lot of support from businesses that are that are giving work to these local musicians. And yeah. hopefully the musicians are giving it back to the uh, these restaurants and bars and things. Mm-hmm. Dude, yeah, there was uh, – I know when I was growing up, there was like this – there was a huge scene here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it insane. Um, I mean, there's still some guys around here that – you know, pretty big, pretty big names around here in mm-hmm. music. Um, but, uh, you know, back in the day, we had the Juliana Theory around here, mm-hmm. Zao. I mean, those guys are still around. Um, tons of big bands from this area. And uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of, like, the Dairy Theater. No. So out in Dairy, there was this building. Uh, I don't really know what it was, but they converted it into a venue. And, okay. man, I've seen crazy amounts of shows there like at the drive-in was there oh, wow uh yeah. you know all kinds of things and it was like it seemed like latrobe and Derry and greensburg were like this triad of just amazing like i don't know how we got the bands here that like, how did they did. come here yeah like, i could see them stopping in pittsburgh but how did right. they end up here like who was there a promoter or somebody I mean, like had, what was yeah you we can had trace that back to like one or two or a couple of people like yeah. in chicago even as huge of a city it was you know, I, I grew up in the 90s and like the punk and ska scene that yeah. was really big. And I know a lot of that, those same people came through here. Um, but usually you could track it back to either like a venue or oftentimes like two or three people, individuals that are saying that they're the people yeah. attracting, you know, actually bringing the talent in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were a few there were a few guys out here that were doing like some promoting and stuff. Uh, one good friend of mine, his name is Tom McKee. Mm-hmm. He did, uh, I think he called himself Waste Moreland Productions. Nice. Um, but he was like just a, he was only a year older than me and like we're in high school and stuff and you know I'm in a band like I'm in a punk band and stuff and we're having fun doing all that stuff but Tom 
he really wanted to be kind of the guy that was organizing all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, he recently, I think he moved out to Allentown, PA. But um, he uh, he did a lot of stuff for, for the local scene around here. And then there were a few other guys that were, like, bringing in bigger acts, too. But um, it was just, like, it was amazing. And, like, when I say we saw at the drive-in, like, they were here like five or six times. Oh well, yeah, once they once you were on the route, yeah, it's like oh well, stop. They already had a relationship, yeah. And a lot of times that DIY scene, once you have a relationship with someone and they didn't burn you, yeah, you're like I'll come back. You're gonna how many people are gonna be there? Yeah. And then you know, <laughs> dude, it was wild, man. Uh, I know like the Plain White Tees played. Mm-hmm. At they're a, from Chicago, yeah. yeah Skate park Chicago, uh, right? down in Latrobe. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? There was uh, just huge bands that were like rolling through here, and I just like it was. I felt. I think now we were spoiled because I was just like, oh man, like there's just this all must these happen out in like outside time. of Topeka too, right? It's <laughs> right, <like> yeah. <laughs> when you realize that like th- there's something special happening, yeah. Or, and and to me that comes from the individuals, you know. Like I think one of the reasons there was when I grew up in the '90s there was a venue in the southwest suburbs called Off the Alley, and it was a, a, re- a record shop in the front, and then if you went around the back, um, there was a venue probably held maybe 150, 200 people. Nice. But they would do all-age punk, ska show, you mm-hmm. know. And um, the Smoking Popes play out there. There was a Chicago band, um, the Tossers, things like things like that. That, like, not everybody knows, but the people who know. Yeah. Know the, you know what I mean? The, uh, so, but it, it boiled down to, like, I believe that one of the reasons I started a band was because I knew where to go. Right, like I knew yep. if I start a band, I can play it there. Mm-hmm. Where like there's a disconnect if you're in high school and all you have are the is the bar scene. That disconnect between 18 and 21, yeah. it's so hard to track those four years of where you're going to play unless yeah. there are all these. So that's why I think it was a huge hit to the area when keynote closed because I feel like I, you know, I see this wealth, this this huge balloon of talent coming from this area, coming mm-hmm. from an outsider as an outsider being like. I didn't expect too much, quite yeah. honestly, going from, you know, Chicago's 5 million people yeah, to Pittsburgh is a million. Right. And then here, like we said, 300,000, like I didn't expect that much. Yeah. And I got here and I was just blown away by both the scale and the quality mm-hmm. of the talent here. Um, and, uh, and I do believe that part of that is because, I mean, obviously there's like really great theater and music programs and all these high schools. So that there's a testament to that. Yeah. But I think the seeing somebody like Aubrey Birchall, if you know her, um, she was an American Idol contestant a couple of years ago. She just graduated high school, but she would play her and her dad play out together as a duo. And they play 150, 200 shows a year. I mean, like wow. working. That's like awesome. Working hard. And when I look at that without the infrastructure of a place like the keynote to nurture that talent and then provide provide a place that you can go play in those years, I think there starts to be a void. Oh, yeah. And then you don't have those. It doesn't attract more national things. Yeah. We were, like, we were real lucky back then. We had some, like, skate parks and, uh, you know, different places. There was a, there was an under-18 club that was here also, and that was, uh, I think they called it Planet Bubba's or something. First, it was called Illusions, mm-hmm. and Illusions I was, like, the cool place to be. Like, that's where all the bands played. Uh, we had some, like, Christian hardcore bands and stuff. Uh, back in the day, it was, like, Pensive was around here, and uh, some of the guys from Zao mm-hmm. were in Pensive. Some of the Juliana Theory guys were in Pensive. Um, all kinds of different bands, and, uh, you know, they all kind of started there in the Dairy Theater, 
and then started working their way out. And, uh, you know, so there really was an idea. There was a route for like us, like as young kids to Mm -hmm. say like, Oh, well we could definitely play the skate park or Hey, we could definitely, you know, get a show at the dairy theater or something like that because it was, it was welcoming to all ages. You had something to aim at. You weren't aiming at, you know, New York yeah. City. <laughs> you, right. know, you weren't aiming at CBGBs. Right. Yeah. You were aiming. At, there was something. You know, and the, and I, you know, in the in the late '90s, there was a kind of a boom of a lot of those like skate punk bands and kind of like pre emo e punk bands. Yeah. Uh, pop punk bands. A lot of them got gobbled up. Like there was a couple bands from Chicago that got signed to Maverick Records mm-hmm. thanks to um, the guy from Goldfinger. Like he A and R found him and like yeah. you know he had like an imprint on Maverick and honestly like. I don't believe, I never believed that was a reality until I saw people that I knew or had access to right. that got that path. Yep. You know, and so, and I think that's, that path is so crucial. Now there's a million, there's 360 degrees of paths. Yeah. You know, one person puts out a, a YouTube cover that goes viral. Somebody else slogs away for 20 years and there's just, there's because of all of this technology that's consumer grade Yeah. at this point. Um, if you are, if you are, even vaguely talented, but determined, there's there's an an outlet. There's sure. a way. There's a path that mm-hmm. that through um, consistency and persistence you could get there. Absolutely, man. Yeah, consistency, access. You know, you just have access to pretty much anything. Like you said, I mean, with YouTube, um, you know, even Facebook. You you know, you've got uh, Cross Westmoreland, something like that. You know, you do like a really cool cover of a band that's playing at the Palace or something every week or whatever, mm-hmm. whoever's coming into town, dude, time that play your cover, throw it up on there. You know, that's just like how to stay current. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. There's so many different tricks and tips and stuff like that, that, you know, YouTubers put out or any kind of like the social media gurus put out and stuff. And you can take that information and apply it to pretty much anything. I mean, here you are. Yep. You know, here we this, are. <laughs> the focus on local, <laughs> a, a podcast focused on local, yeah. hyper local, like what, there was a void. Yeah. Somebody needed to do this. I'm glad you did, Jordan. Like Me too, man. Yeah, like, Me too. And I'm sure you're starting to see the payoff because I'm sure the first couple people, you kind of had to be like, come on, would you do this? And now you're probably turning people yeah. away. You know, there's, there's definitely now a sense of, I want to make sure that everybody is a good fit for the show and that I'm a good fit for them, mm-hmm. for, for their business or, or how they want to talk about it. And, uh, you know, it's just like, this is such a nice, easy, organic conversation. Um, you know, I don't want it to kind of be like, Hey, on Sunday, come down to blah, blah, blah and buy this car. That's the difference between marketing and advertising. Absolutely. Yeah. So marketing is a long slog and it's hard to track Mm -hmm. where advertising is like, use this promo code and we can see how many people and how much money we made off of this spend. Right. Right? Yeah. And and it's, it's hard to justify that. That ad, that marketing spend mm-hmm. because it's hard to quantify it. Yeah, so I get yeah. that. But I, you know, I believe you know. So basically, once I got here and I started seeing all the talent and I started gigging out a bunch, I started seeing all these people that I was like, I want to hang with those people. Like, yeah. I, you know, and and you know, being in like a, a band, you would you would book a show with three bands on the on the bill, and you'd mm-hmm. like there'd be this collaborative nature of it. And when you're playing solo acoustic in the bars. No one's coming. None of your friends who are bands are coming to your show because they're playing their own gig. Right. And if they're off that night, probably the last thing they want to do is go sit in the bar and hear more music. You know. <laughs> right. Yeah. And no, no slight on anybody. It's just like, you know, that's 
just the way it's nature of the beast. It is the nature of the beast. It really is. And so I was like, man, how do I get access to collaborate with some of these people in a, in a, a, in a way that is beneficial to both of us. And so I, I launched this, um, this web series on my phone. I use my iPhone called for a song Mm -hmm. and, uh, I'd reach out to people and I'd say, Hey, will you spend an hour with me? Let me like, tell me a song you want to play. I'll learn it. We'll play it together. And then I'll interview you about it. That's like, awesome. Why'd you write, how'd you write the song? Um, you know, why'd you pick this song? You know, so I like, I, I sat down with, uh, one of my early ones was Josh Corcoran, who is, um, he plays out in the name Josh Jams and he does spare change, which is, um, uh, a nonprofit that helps connect musicians with other nonprofits. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they have a musician's impact network now and, um, different musicians are out there playing they have a tip bucket and they're like, Hey, throw some money in and I'll donate it to, yeah. to this, to this nonprofit. And, uh, so Josh was an, an early person on my, on the forest song and we played a, a Neil Young song and it was his parents' wedding song. You yeah. know? So that was like, he's like, we, we played the song. And I, I was like, I don't want to talk about it at all. Like we get there. It's nice to see you. Let's mm-hmm. practice the song about the third time. Like, all right, let's record one. We play it. You know, we do three or four until we're both, Neither none of them will be perfect, right? Yeah, you know, but it's like there's no editing. It's just like that's awesome. That's the one, like you know, and yeah. then and then I interview him about it, and then and I try not to get anything beforehand because that's that's the good stuff. Yeah, you know, we visited a little bit before this, and right? Yeah, we might have missed some good stuff there. We're gonna br- <laughs> we're gonna bring that back up. That's yeah. It's always it always seems like you know the pre conversation before we hit the record button is always the stuff that it's like. Yep. Okay. Hold on a second. Hold on to that. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, man. I think it's just like it's real important to like get the the stories uh, from people, like how, like how you even got into music, or how like what was your motivation really to even pick up a guitar ever? Like what 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 prompted you to do that? My parents were huge music fans, mm-hmm. so like I grew up. You know, my dad had thousand records and. You know, there were there was songwriters, Joni Mitchell, John Prine. John yeah. Prine was like the guy yeah. in my house, you know. Um, and he just had all that, the Beatles records. He had all this music, and uh, they would listen to it. It was just part of part of our life. Um, and they didn't play, but they were just huge fans. Yeah. And so I got into songs, and I, like, was just like, I want to be able to write John Prine songs, not knowing how deceptively simple they are. Mm-hmm. There's, wait. Simple and easy. They're, they're not simple. They're easy to play. Right. But they're very complex. You know, like mm-hmm. the sum of the parts. And so um, I was like, I want to be John Prine. If I can learn four chords, I can, I thought I could do that. Yeah. You know, and when you unpack it, you're like, well, no, he's, that's special. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. you know, that you have something to shoot at. Mm-hmm. And then when you fall short, it sounds like you. Right? Yeah. Really? <laughs> so. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like. There's, I think, a whole different vibe, you know, between idolizing something and, uh, you know, copying it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, you got your your idols, the people you look up to, and, and uh, your inspiration, things like that. Um, but that's just, like, I think that kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with almost anything that we do. Like, uh, you know, any kind of, say you're an aggressive skateboarder, you know, you might be you know, oh man, you skate a lot like, you know, XYZ or mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Um, but, you know, as far as like just picking up a guitar and stuff and like there's so many different inspirational people out there that are that are just like still so current, you but know, to like young kids. Like, that's also why we have school. 
That's yeah. why we have mentors. Yep. And that, that goes right back to what we were talking about. Like what you can't, you need to see the path. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that being signed to a label was a reality until I saw people I knew from where I was from right. have access to it. Yep. I'm like, oh, it's possible. Oh, yeah. Because otherwise it's, you know, a lot, I feel like a lot of people like to look at the exception and call it the rule. Yep. Say like, oh, no, if you do this long enough, you know, and it's like, no, that's that's the exception. Like we want right. to, you know. Yeah. Um, but, I, but I love having a path. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that's the only path. Right. It means like, hey, I see how this person did this and I can follow her steps. Right. And, and it'll get me to a point. Where then that that path might end, and then I might yeah. need to follow somebody else's steps. Yep. So, um, but yeah, I think that the the example and and the paths are crucial. Absolutely. You I don't do. Know, yeah. You know. And <laughs> yeah, you don't know where you're going to end up. I mean, like to be honest, I mean, when I was a kid, I didn't realize that I was going to be into any of this. I mean, like two years ago, I didn't think I'd be into any of this. It was you know everybody always asked me. They're like, man, how long have you been podcasting? And I'm like, uh. What episode is this? Right. 27? Yeah. 27 weeks. episodes. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. It's just like, you know, I got into YouTube and, and, and I used YouTube as kind of an outlet, my creative outlet to, you know, get my mind right about creating things outside of a corporate environment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so that was me sitting there talking to a camera, a lens, and I'm just like staring at it and talking to it. And I'm like, you know, I finally eventually learned how to, talk to this camera as Mm -hmm. if I was talking to a person. Right. And, uh, you know, you transcend the whole camera and think audience and you're like, Oh, okay. So I can do that. And then when, when I shifted into this and I had people to talk to, I was like, Oh, I'm much more comfortable talking to people now. Like that helped me tremendously. Yeah. So you had, you had a YouTube channel. I still do. Uh, it is one of those things I was gonna I was gonna say earlier, but it's one of those things that I'm trying not to let die. So mm-hmm. I do like a few episodes here and there. I was going hard. I was doing like three episodes a week. Yeah, and uh, it was it was a lot of fun. You're like video tutorials. And yeah, like- yeah, basically just like how to edit or how to shoot something in a specific style mm-hmm. or you know if you want to master your audio in a video, how to make it sound a little bit better. Yeah, and uh, you know I think beginners mainly really are attracted to my channel because there's a group of people out there that try to teach the, the stuff that people at that level already know. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, I understand, you know, if you're super technical and uh, you know, maybe after effects, let's talk about that for a second. So like you're super technical and you want to do all this stuff. Maybe you're just like, Oh yeah. Okay, cool. I'll watch that video and get some good motivation. But to a beginner, they're like, what the hell is yeah, After yeah, Effects? Yeah. Like, what is this? <laughs> so, like, I just want people to feel comfortable picking up a camera and figuring out how to work it. Mm-hmm. And just say, like, you know, I could put this thing on auto and whenever I go outside, you know, it's going to it's gonna get darker and, and everything's going to look okay. And when I go in, it's going to brighten up and everything's going to look okay. Great. What if I put it in manual? What does that do? Then it's like, okay, well, then you can control things you know, yeah. differently, yeah. you know, it's awesome. I think it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I think, uh, you know, that really helped just kind of get me into this area and, and it definitely helped me start my video business. Mm. Like that gave me the kind of almost the, the way to kind of talk to clients that really like helped me with my speaking, mm. I think was, do you uh, think that, do you find that like, so 
as a teacher, I would often have mm-hmm. to wear two hats. So I would have to, um, two or three, I'd have to be able to like teach kids and engage them in mm-hmm. a certain way. But then when I sat in a, in a, in a teacher's meeting or a staff meeting with my administrators who went for an observation, I had to bring a whole different lexicon sure. of, yeah. of, of justification. And if I dropped that on my kids, they wouldn't get it or even <laughs> right. on the parents. So there was like, there, you have to kind of speak to your audience. So do you find that like that helped you by speaking to beginners that helped you t- talk to people who wanted to get into video, but ne- ne- didn't necessarily, you weren't talking about after effects with them. You were right, like, yeah. no, the light's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You just, you break it. It gave you the, the, the vocabulary and the comfort to break it down Yeah, for the civilian basically. Yeah. I mean like that was kind of YouTube. Like when I started, I was doing this, like, you know, I was a bit vlogging. That was like a big thing. I was doing yeah. some vlogging. And then I was like, okay, let's do camera tutorials. So like I still had this giant umbrella and then I just kept focusing down and niching down and niching down and niching down. And then that's where I found, you know, beginner stay there, stay in that realm. And everybody really likes that. You know, the subscribers that I do have, they're just like, they're like friends of mine. Yeah. They reach out to me all the time. We talk back and forth, you know, we jump on uh, video like live shows together or stuff and talk about stuff. And for this, whenever I started thinking about like the podcast, I'm like, well, I want to do one. I'm not sure what I want to do it about, or I was trying to like kind of tailor the, the idea of the show. And then again, kept niching down, niching down. And I was like, man, local, I have to, I have to get all these people because that's what I wanted to do was like tell stories, but I have access to everybody here. Yeah. And it, it's amazing, and everybody's so nice, and and wants to be a part of it, and everybody is uh, so like it's such a small world. Man, you're gonna find everybody knows. I, everybody. I think this is gonna resonate with you because I. So what I was talking about for a song, and when I mm-hmm. would when I would specifically when I would sing a song with somebody that's their own, their own original, and I would ask them about a lyric, like because I'm you know obviously I said John Prine's a big influence, so mm-hmm. I love the lyrical aspect of songwriting. Yeah. And so I would ask them about like, oh, why'd you choose this word? Or I love the sequence or what? And I, and it would trip them up often because they're like, no one's ever, no one's ever asked me right. about my lyrics. Like no one's ever fine to cone them or give, mm-hmm. you know, and I w- I'd be willing to wager that that resonates with you. Cause I'm sure there's a lot of people that sit in this chair that are like, well, no one's ever asked me about that, but you know, right, yeah. because, because, you know, you'd be lucky to get on a major network mm-hmm. to be interviewed or even be interviewed for the union town poster, you know, the, sure, the, yeah. t- the trip or something like, but to be in, in a granular way in have access to media. Yeah. I think is new to a lot of people. Oh yeah, for sure. It's yeah. It's definitely like, you know, I have people that are like, why do you want to talk to me? Like what, what's the, and I'm just like, because I think it's really neat. Like, I see your business. I see a lot of people that I have interviewed or people that I do know um, who are talking about your business and people are always mentioning your business and things like that. And like you, me and you, like we just kind of like found each other through social media Mm -hmm. and it was like, I was like, oh man, he's an awesome musician. And then I'm like, oh, he's a photographer too. He shoots, (laughs) this guy's awesome. And then all of a sudden you're working at the Cultural Trust and we're talking and uh, man, it was just like, I've, I've got to meet this guy like, I have to. It's it's been too long. <laughs> I do appreciate having me, dude. Yeah, I mean, like we've been uh, talking back and forth for 
quite a while since at this started. point. I, was, yeah. I, watched, I think I watched the first or second episode. I was like, yeah. you know, because that's one of the things I try to do is I try to notice what's happening. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, like, because I'm like, you know, the, the, the thing that we're doing to the trust right now that we've been doing over the, over the lockdown is um, curating daily videos mm-hmm. from, from their house, from your, from their house to our stage. And uh, that's just me going on Facebook and being like, oh, that musician from Greensburg or Latrobe or mm-hmm. Pittsburgh from the South, I'm, I'm kind of Southwestern PA. You yeah. know, like I kind of look at that and I'm like, oh, that musician just is doing a live stream on Saturday. That one day was last week. And then I reach out and I'm like, hey, can I share a song? Like, can we yeah. share one? And they're like, cool. So I'm like, I'm already curious. Yeah. So do it, like adding that to what I've, what I've been doing with the trust has been just natural. I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. like it, I'm doing that already. And, it, and then to have the ability to highlight and amplify anybody's message in the arts for me, that's. That's why I started for a song yeah. was to do that. And so that's why when this position became available, I, you know, I reached out and I was like, I'd like, I'd love to be involved because yeah. it was just a bigger megaphone. Absolutely. You know, like how can I take my, my 100 followers and, and, and transfer that to, you know, an organization that has 10,000 followers? Yeah, absolutely. Dude, I think that they absolutely picked the best person for this job. Like <laughs> it's seriously, time. it's like, you know, I love Kelly. Kelly Brisbane is like the shit. Like she is literally like, if you think of somebody like, man, that's the type of friend I want to have. That's Kelly. She's yeah. awesome. She's I was like, really sad when I heard I that know. she wasn't there anymore. But right? I knew someone had to fill. Someone had to be there. Yeah. And I, I and I'm. There's a lot of people who could have done a great job, but I knew that if I didn't put my hat in the ring, I couldn't complain. Right. About who was at or how something was run. Yep. If I had the option to have a seat at the table. Yeah. And if I didn't get it, that's fine because I would have faith that somebody would do yeah. a great job in following some of the b- things that she built and she helped the trust expand. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but to, um, you know, that's it. Like I plan on being here for the long haul. Yeah. And, Dude, and the awesome. trust is doing some really important work, cultural work mm-hmm. in, in Westmoreland County. So, yeah. I mean, it, the cultural trust is amazing. Like I, like I said before on this podcast, like I had no idea what it was. I didn't know that it existed. And then when I found out, I was like, whoa, these guys are doing <laughs> a lot of awesome stuff. I mean, like the music fest, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, TGIS, the music series. You guys have some news about that. Yeah, we're launching it. Um, so we were afraid about it. Mm-hmm. We were afraid because we didn't know what was going to be happening. Um, we were looking at potentially making it like a streaming thing, Yeah, um, which the upstart on that is to do it at the right quality. <laughs> the, the training and the equipment that that's needed is, uh, is, is pretty big and we have a pretty small staff and we've had to downsize a little bit even since, yeah. you know, the palace is closed for right now. So there's a lot of people who are hungry to come back, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so TGIS, we actually were moving into the Greensburg garden civic center. Uh, it used to be in the palace courtyard in Megan suite and, just it's not suited for the 200 people we typically expect expect week to week, mm-hmm. and so we're moving it to the lawn at Greensburg Garden Civic Center. Um, unfortunately, we have to cap it at 250 because of that's what we're we're working in the regulations right now. Yeah. So um, you can register online. This week's I think is sold out. It we is. Put sold it, out. We put it on yesterday <laughs> yeah. when I left the office. It was two tickets left. Yeah. So um, this week is basically sold out. Um, we're going to put them up the Monday of every week. So yeah. when it goes, if the show's on the Thursday, we're going to put it up on the Monday. Members get to register on Saturday. 
So if you want to nice. make sure you're in there, if you're a member, you can be a member for as little as $50. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'd love to have you as a member. Once we get shows back going, you get pre-sale tickets. Uh, once this palace is back up and running, we have a VIP lounge upstairs in Upper Megan Suite. So there are perks. Um, but this is a funny year. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, a little it's goofy. A, it's a funny year. So, um, but yeah, so we have a, it's going to be a nine-week series this year. Uh, it's a little bit abbreviated because we have to cancel some of the early ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so we start this Thursday with Cash for Life, who is the Johnny Cash tribute band nice. with some Pittsburgh musicians. Uh, we have the String Theory. We've got Andy and Natalie Gregg with their friend Jackson Gardner coming July 9th. Um, who else is in there? Let's see. Gary Pratt's July 16th. I, nice. some, I think I skipped somebody in between there. Uh, nope. Gary Pratt's July 16th. Um, July 23rd is Hamilton Avenue. July 30th is the Bricks. We expect that to be a big one. Yeah. Uh, August 6th, we have, oh gosh, who is August 6th? The Woods Family Band. I mentioned Derek Woods earlier. Yeah. So it's Derek Woods and his father, Tim Woods, uh, who's in the New York Blues Hall of Fame. Uh, the 13th, we're doing something special. Um, you know, coming in to the trust, there's... This has been happening. This has been going on for a long time, and there's a, a tradition and a culture there that I want to respect. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also really want to bring new people into the fold because I think that's the way we grow things. Absolutely, we introduce new people and people like the Bricks and Hamilton Avenue, String Theory. They've been doing these events for a long time, and we love having them. And they're critical to the history and the future of trust. Absolutely. Um, but I'm trying to find a way to sample some things. So on the 13th, on and on the 13th of August, we're going to do Singers in the Round. So we're going to have four, kind of a Nashville-style songwriters in the round, mm-hmm. but it's going to be themed round. So there'll be four musicians on stage at the same time, and we're going to go, this is the Beatles round. And all four people, they each trade a Beatles song. And then we come back around and we go, this is a song you'd love to dance to. And then each person plays a song. We'll do that like 13 times through the night. That's, so that's awesome. Every five minutes, you're going to hear a new voice. Every 15 minutes, you're going to get to hear that voice again. Man. So I'm super excited about That's that. That's awesome. A guy out of Pittsburgh, Spencer Allen Patrick's going to be on that. Henry Pachorski, he um, he works up at Sendel Subaru um, and is a good buddy. He has a, a, a pretty big presence in the Pittsburgh music scene mm-hmm. as well. Karen Dixon, who's originally from Greensburg, she lives out in State College now. And then there's one more to be announced on that one. So I'm super excited about that because it, yeah. it touches back to the songwriter, part of me. That has that, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen or been a part of any of those songwriters in the round, but I just love them because you get that community. There's a back and forth in it. There's kind of a special sauce that happens. Yeah. You were talking about sitting across from somebody. Mm -hmm. There's a special stew that happens when you get those four people interacting with each other. Um, So I'm super excited about that. And then the 20th, we're going to end out our season with East Coast Turnaround. Nice. So that's our season. You guys are coming out hard and heavy. (laughs) This is awesome. I'm like, I'm real glad because like when... I reached out to you and, and asked you to come on the show, and then you were saying, oh, my God, this is perfect timing uh, with the TGIS coming back in. But I had no idea you guys had this much planned for this year, especially yeah, because – we did have to cancel the first two. This year. But it worked out because the people that we booked the first two actually had some preexisting conditions, and they mm-hmm. were like, we don't – like, we're not going out right now. Yeah. So they were going to cancel anyway, so it kind of worked out. Yeah. Um, we're all staying safe. Everyone's kind of taking care of themselves and each other. That's good. Man, that's awesome. So I can't are, believe it. There are some safety regulations that we have in place um, for the just for the community based mm-hmm. on uh, the CDC and Department of Health guidelines. Um, 
we're doing our best to make everyone feel comfortable and welcomed. Yep. And we, you know, there's some rules posted online on the Westmoreland Cultural Trust. Cool. Yeah. So the things that you guys obviously have to do different because of 2020 problems, uh, <laughs> we're doing the, you're capping it at two fifty. Yes. Okay. And then you still got some, because we're going to be on this, the lawn, the big mm-hmm. lawn and stuff like that. So you guys have, uh, you know, you're able to social distance and we have kind of we're, we're basically people. spray painting out pods. Okay. And there'd be four people per a pod. Nice. Bring your own chairs. Yeah. We were unable to provide seating. Yeah. Um, just for safety and, and the volume of what we have. We mm-hmm. don't want to play preference to anybody. So um, so like Summer Sounds, it's bring your own chair or mm-hmm. blanket, however you want to do it. Unlike Summer Sounds, you cannot bring outside liquor or, or, or food in. Right. We will have elegant food truck, elegant catering food truck there cool. every week. Um, we'll have a cash bar. Um, nice. Our friend Dasher is going to be working. Good stuff. That's great. <laughs> um yeah, and we're excited about the season. Um, we want people to come out, feel welcomed, mm-hmm. have fun. I think that, you know, because so many things this year got canceled, we felt it was even more important for us to provide the value, the cultural value that's expected. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, the culture, the heritage got heritage fest got canceled. I think Greensburg Community Days was canceled. Mm-hmm. Summer Sounds was Summer canceled. Sounds. So, um, and then we're going to assess the year right now. Music Fest stands in the hangs in the balance. It's going to be hard to, to yeah. regulate such a large event. Last year, I think they had like 10 stages. Yeah. So um, we don't know what's going to happen. We're looking to try to do something in the in the early fall. Yeah. But we have to see how this goes and where the regulations go. Yeah. So I was I, about I was about to ask about that. We, I, I have nothing to divulge on that because yep. we there's we're going to see how TGIS goes. We're going to look at how um, how the regulations might increase or decrease, mm-hmm. and then we'll. We'll make something happen later. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like everything that's pushed out, you know, September-ish area out there, out out uh, that time frame, seems to still be hanging in the balance and things. There's so many things that we were supposed to go through this summer got canceled. Yeah. <laughs> Me and my wife were just like, oh, really? Like, our, we, got, we had a cruise that just got canceled, mm-hmm. like, two days ago. And it wasn't even surprising. We literally were just like, Do you like, want to yeah. be on a cruise right now, See, though? That's, that's the, the question. Like, you have to like, ask yourself. Yeah. <laughs> It's, I mean, like, that's what I told her. I said, like, look, I'm, I'm cool with that because, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm cool right now. My personal uh, regulations, let's call it that, are allowing me, to, you know, it's getting nice and easy and easy every, every single week. I'm kind of just, like, getting more into, you know, being in uh, not crowded spaces, but in spaces with people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, and these are people that we know. Right. I was like, I don't know if I want to be stuck out in the ocean with a just a, a boatload of people, like a literal boatload of people literal, that we right. just don't we don't know, you know. And that From was all over the country, exactly, yeah. all over the world. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, I'm I'm not I'm not very bummed about it. So we're 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 taking uh, all the all the money that we missed out on uh, some of the events we we're supposed to go to and vacations and stuff, and we're putting a pool in our backyard and stuff, oh, yeah. and just trying to like Staycation. you know. Staycations. Yeah. I told her yesterday, I just want to build like a giant fortress around our house and just kind of like stay there. <laughs> like, I think that's where we need to be at this point. Yeah. And I, I, I don't fault anybody for any views on it, honestly. Right, yeah. Like I, I'm going to, I'm going to try to air toward the conservative side on it. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, but I have in-laws who are older, little kids. I'm just like, yeah, 
you know, the risk in it. Yeah. I'm not ready to call that bluff. Yeah. Personally, that's just me. Yep. And I agree. It's like, you know, it's a little, uh, we talked about going out. Uh, we did, we went uh, to Jay Cork's last mm-hmm. weekend. Uh, we sat out, we wanted to sit outside. Yes. Um, she asked me, she said, do you have a preference like inside outside? And I was like, uh, tell them outside. Yeah. Like I still, I want to go out, but I'd rather be outside. Um, we did Invisible Man last week also, early in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, myself and uh, my wife and Jess Hickey were actually That's the only ones there. So that was nice and, and relaxing. Did they have some and, bar stools uh, removed? Like with the, yeah, it, it, yeah. Could you so, tell that it was? Oh yeah, yeah. So the tables, uh, two of the tables are back in the kids area now. Uh, those are spread out. Uh, there is no kids area now. Um, but then the tables out are all spread very far, like mm-hmm. over six feet, which is good. There's one table outside on the sidewalk. You can chill and have a beer out there, uh, and then groups of four bar stools and then there is a big six foot gap in the front of the right. bar and then four more balls yeah uh, we went we stools. did breakfast at sundog last weekend mm-hmm. and it was good they removed some tables yeah and, um god i love that place yeah so good Ugh. so good <laughs> we were waiting for that that was the, we were waiting for yeah. three months to go back Ugh. to sundog for breakfast good Lord. it's amazing man we ordered from there a couple times during the oh uh, yeah we did too during the whole the shutdown curbside thing. you just pull out and back oh. put your flashers yeah. on i love that so awesome. And we were at Parkwood a bunch. We were, oh, yeah? They, they, yeah, they took it serious. Man, I always forget about Parkwood, but their pizza is like the bomb. It was it's really so good, good, yeah. Man, yeah. My, my, my son's preschool teacher, her family owns it, so we like to. Yeah? Yeah. That's nice. the best. That's the best. It's the craziest thing about being here. I mean, I grew up in the south side of Chicago, so there mm-hmm. was, there's pockets. Oh, you're a south side guy. There's pockets of like, everyone knows everybody, you yeah. might as well be anywhere. You know, kind of small town vibes mm-hmm. in the midst of this large metropolis, but here, man, it's like so. It's all so interconnected. Oh yeah. You know, I think we talked, and it was like, you know, anytime I I, I meet somebody, I'll go home and I'll ask my brother in law, like, hey, you know these guys? Like, what's the family name? Like, yeah, I think like you know, so and so went to school with them, or you know, yeah. it's all it's all so interconnected, which I love. It's dangerous. Oh yeah. You need to, you can't can't really be a jerk. Right, yeah. You know, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, reputa- reputations are a thing. And, Absolutely. And, and, you know, and, and, and they, they, they seem to last generationally, mm-hmm. you know. But um, I love it. You know, I love seeing the way the community works. Yeah. Dude, I, I really appreciate how you kind of reach out to people and, like, try to get to know people and stuff like that. Like, especially, you know, being a, a transplant into this area and things. Like, I was talking uh, with my buddy Brian Henry. Um, you follow him on Instagram, I okay, think. Okay, yeah, and, he's a photographer. Yeah, you shared yeah. Uh, one of his photos one day, and I was just like flipping through, and I saw his photo on your story, and I was like, man, this is awesome. Like, it's so great. And then Brian, I mentioned you, and Brian was like, yeah, man. He was like, you know, we've been just kind of like, you know, flirting back and forth uh, on each other's like pages and stuff, like liking each other's photos and stuff. And it was uh, it was real cool just to, I told him, I was like, yeah, I said I'm getting him on soon. And uh so he was like real pumped to hear this episode. He has this one amazing, and he's a lot of amazing photos, yeah. but there's the one out in Lynchfield when it's flooded and it's just all water and just, you can see the top of the bench. The bench. Man, yeah. Love, he's, he's good. He's got that he's eye, man. <laughs> he's just like, you know, he, he's one of those guys that uh, doesn't really post a whole ton mm-hmm. of but when stuff. when he does, it's, he's bringing it. That's right. When he does, <laughs> man. Wow. When he does, man, it is something else. And you're just like. Ooh, okay. Yeah. All right. 
yeah, it's 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 real fun, man. Just to like, you know, be surrounded by the the talent and stuff. I think that is in this town and the neighboring towns and stuff. I mean, Brian, he's a late show boy too. We grew up across the street from each other. Like I've known that kid since we were like four years old. Oh wow, okay. So yeah, it's deep. Uh, the, deep the roots oh, are yeah. deep, real deep. <laughs> yeah. So like, I mean, it's it's real wild now. You know, I mean, he just helped me move uh, two truckloads full of patio stones yesterday. Uh, that's a good friend. <laughs> he is a good yeah, friend. I'm telling friend. you. Yeah. Oh, God. But, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, being in this area and having, you know, people come in. I've, I've talked to other transplants and stuff in the, into this area, and them just saying, like, man, this is such a cool place to be. And, like, especially you coming from Chicago. I know when I was younger – living in Latrobe and everything closing at five o'clock. I was just like, man, this sucks. It's like, why is everything closing? Like when I grew up, I want to live in Chicago. I want to live in New York. Mm-hmm. I want to live in LA and in Cleveland, right? You're right like, yeah. Anything, anything yeah. that doesn't close at five. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I moved a couple times and man, I keep coming back. And at this point I'm just like, this is the, this is my pride. I love this place. Yeah. It's just like, you know, I get the biggest rush walking down, you know, the street, uh, whether it be Main Street or uh, Pennsylvania Avenue or something, and just seeing people out visiting businesses and, like, patronizing businesses, that gives me, like, the biggest high. Yeah, it's it's amazing seeing that um, seeing that life here, mm-hmm. you know, and, and having grown up, I grew up in neighborhoods in Chicago, but there was always action, you know, and so now, you know, we live out by the mall, and uh, we're in the suburb, but I can drive five minutes and see a cow. Yep. And I can drive 10 minutes and feel like I'm in a city. I mean, Greensburg is yeah. super urban, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, I love having all three of those things. Yep. Um, I liked working in Pittsburgh because I liked having, feeling like I had a longer leash a little yeah. bit, you know, just kind of a, a wider radius. Were you and teaching I, down there? I was, yeah. I was in, uh, outside of East Liberty. Okay. In Lincoln Larmer, um, there for two years. And, I did like that, having access to Pittsburgh. And the more you take that drive, the shorter it is. Yeah, that's you know, true. When, you, when, <laughs> when, when I'm done, I don't go down there now as much. Right. It, it feels like I, I feel the slog yeah. of the commute. But when I was going there five days a week back and forth, I had no problem getting in my car at 8 o'clock on a Monday night to go to an open mic. Oh, yeah. When I had, when I had the go, you know, the go card. So, um, but I do love the... I've I've loved the last year just being Greensburg centric. Yeah, I have. It's yeah, it's it's real wild. It's a cool place. So, are you uh you're doing some shows in this area? You play a lot at Major Stokes, right? I've played up Major Stokes. I think just once actually. Only once. I think yeah. I, I had one, I had another date that was supposed to be in May that obviously didn't yeah. happen. Um, you know, Jordan. Quite honestly, so when I when I was teaching and I was booking ninety shows in a year, yeah. Part of it was a little extra income. Yeah, you know, and a lot another a big part of it, the bigger part of it was just that I just wanted I had those muscles developed and I was just mm-hmm. like hungry. And every time I'd see somebody else booking shows, I would I'm not competitive. Yeah, right. Like I, I don't believe I believe like if you if you knew about like the 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 competitive nature of like the Beach Boys and the Beatles back in the '60s, mm-hmm. like the Beach Boys would put out a record and the, and and the Beatles would be like, oh yeah, I hear you. Oh here's this one, you know. Yeah. And they, there was like a back and it was more of a conversation. Mm-hmm. And and everyone's trying to up their game, yeah. and so like I would look at when I met Derek Woods, and I was like, oh man, he's playing two hundred, two hundred and thirty shows a year. He's he works, that's his job. Yeah, that's what he does. He does it through multiple different bands, and 
I was just like, how do I, what's that number in my life? Right. You know, like, how do I push myself as far as I can where I don't feel like I'm slacking? Mm-hmm. And so that, that ended up being about 60. And then that last year, 2019, 90, I was like, Psh. yeah. Um, but then, so when I, this year, when, when this year started and I, and I got hired part-time with the trust, knowing that I was going to scale up to full-time and I basically was like, all right, so all those extra hours that I spent, cause I was still teaching yeah. and I needed to give that, I couldn't shortchange either organization. Sure. And so I basically was like, all right, I'm going to pause music stuff. So I, for a song paused and me actively seeking out shows, pause, it's just dormant period. Yeah. And then I took those time that those hours, those evening and weekend hours, and I dedicated them to the party of the palace. We worked on mm-hmm. arts blog with, which unfortunately was canceled. And then we actually just did, um, achieving the arts awards. So those are, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with those, but the, um, Westmoreland cultural trust for 22 years has been honoring high school seniors throughout Westmoreland County. Mm-hmm. For excellence in visual arts, performance arts, theater performance, and vocal performance. And this year we were going to have to cancel them. And so we worked together and turned them into a video award show. That's awesome. So I, on the job, I learned how to, the whole process from home, yeah. you know, while teaching, <laughs> learned, figured out how to collect all the data, reach out to all the students, the teachers, the students, the parents, um, we ended up setting up Zoom meetings for all the different categories. We had Tony Marino from Stage Right presented a theater award. Joan McGarry from the museum presented the Visual Arts Award. Um, Susan Mahady, she's the business manager at Westmoreland Choral Society. Mm-hmm. She presented the vocals. And then Andy, um, Endicott Rindle from the symphony, he presented all the, the instrumental performance arts. We did that in Zoom meetings, individuals. I taped them all wow. on my computer. And then there's a local guy, David Fedor. Um, he... He edited it all together, and we also shot some B-roll mm-hmm. at the pal- Empty Palace. And so wow. I was hosting, and it was the Empty Palace, and I was like, hey, guys, welcome to the awards. Like, Dude, that's now, awesome. And so uh, check it out. We're at, like, I don't know, there's like 3,000 views on Facebook. It's pretty yeah. – it, but it's about 35-minute award show that, you know, based – the Trust had never done anything on that scale before, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm really proud of the work that happened. Dude, per- you should is be. it perfect? That no, sounds awesome. But, is the, but the, the, the students still get honored? Yes, you know, and so I'm I'm really proud of that that work. And then we switched right into TGIS, which we didn't know when we were going to go green. So we kind of had to we we turned that on pretty quick. Yeah, we you had did. the season booked mm-hmm. because you know we never canceled it because we were always going to try to do something. But then once we got the green, we're like, okay, what are the regulations? How do we fix it? Move to the garden center. Let's go. That's awesome. So that's where we're at now, dude. Really cool, man. Very awesome. I'm glad to hear that you guys are you know really stepping up to the plate and going nuts on this because <laughs> dude, I mean, I think it's really awesome because like something like the, the awards and stuff like that, super important to like the kids and stuff, because I mean, I can't even imagine what it's like to be ripped out of school, not see your year, not see your friends, <laughs> yeah. not graduate. Okay. Uh, just the craziest thing, you know, like I thought as this was going on, like I literally was just like sitting on my couch, like watching the TV day after day, like, how can this get any weirder? And it just kept getting weirder and weirder. <laughs> and I was just like, man, like this is like such, you know, it's, it's just crazy, yeah. you know, to see. And I'm glad that you guys took, uh, you know, the restrictions, you figured out what you could do, what you couldn't do. And, you know, we're able to, you know, let these kids have their, their spotlight. 
you know? Yeah, and like once one thing I said to, to, to the awardees in the Zoom meetings was as much as this sucks, like as much as it, it just feels like you're losing stuff, Mm-hmm. Honestly, I believe this is like this is their walk uphill both ways in the snow barefoot right, moment. Yeah, like, yeah. That, like in two years when their younger cousins like, oh my god, can you believe they did? You'd be like, sit down. <laughs> Let me tell you about twenty twenty. Right? Let me tell 2020. you about the class of twenty twenty. <laughs> and so, like, I believe that 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 adversity, while really unpleasant to go through, mm-hmm. and and I feel for all of the students and anyone whose lives were shaped, um, obviously health reasons or, or job or businesses like mm-hmm. very deeply, but for the, the kids who, who deserve these rites of passage yeah, and to have those shaped by this moment, um, I, I really think that this adversity is a strength, turns into a strength in the long run. For sure. I think when you, when you hit road bumps and you go like, well, it happens, it you happens. know, like yeah. I, we're not promised tomorrow, mm-hmm. you know, like we, there's these things we expect that, we might not get right, and so we, you know, force yourself. To, and we talked before that the mics were on about the 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 forced evolution. Yep, the way that all of a sudden these businesses are like, time to get on Zoom. Yeah, time to make some some Facebook video content. You know, like they're just yeah. figuring it out because that was the only. You, it's either try something that's uncomfortable or squander and irrelevance. Yeah, you know, you I just mean, disappear. So it's like, well, try something. You have to. I mean, like, there were so many people that, that reached out to me, and I was so, like, thankful that people were reaching out to me. Um, just for some advice on, you know, it would at least give me someone to talk to mm-hmm. and stuff, you know, like, during the middle of my day, like, break up my day. I had, um, you know, like, a church reach out to me, and they were just like, hey, how do you uh, – here's my list of equipment. Here is the problem that we had on our first YouTube thing. Like, how can we make the next one better? And we just, like, went through and kind of, like – figured out, hey, maybe you have too many things going on at one time. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, scale back a little bit. You could do it easier this way. And, you know, I had uh, other people reaching out. You know, I want to do – I want to take my business on the Facebook Live. How do I go about, you know, doing this? What's the best mic to work with my phone yeah. and things? And it was just like, you know, that YouTuber part of me that does the, you know, the tutorials and the in the reviews of – different mics and things. I was just like, Oh, hold on a second. I got you. You get to send you know? the link. <laughs> just yeah. Like, just like, boom, there's the link. And yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of fun to see people making moves because like, you really don't know how strong your entire community is until you're watching people just not be irrelevant. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just like completely go full force and and do what they have to do. Everybody, like all the brick and mortars and stuff, did the curbside and all that stuff. But you know, businesses like uh, like mine or you know other people that have, say, like a yoga studio or something like that that they couldn't uh, you know have people in, they were able to go online and do things. Like I'm thankful for clients of mine that sent me you know videos that I've done already and just said like, hey, are you able to make these? turn these into TV commercials for us. Mm-hmm. And then we were just like, okay, cool. Boom. So, so I had take, some take like old stock and how yeah. do you make this new? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was awesome. Everyone got through and, uh, it's pretty nice to be kind of on the other side of this. I think it's, I think it's nice. And, uh, to be honest, I mean, like I got to learn a lot about people and, uh, you know, whether good or bad, I learned a lot about people and, uh, I think it's a good thing for sure. But, uh, yeah, silver linings, 
come from shitty situations. I think sometimes. that's crucial, man. <laughs> yeah, I think it's crucial to have that mindset and to look for those positive things because yeah. there are, there was, and continues to be opportunity in this. Mm-hmm. You know, and some people are going to go back to business as usual. Cool. Yeah. And other people are going to come out with new tricks. You oh, know? Yeah. And so, I mean, like, I look at some of the teachers and some of the teachers are going to be like, oh, God, so I think that's over. But mm-hmm. other are going to be like, oh, there's this awesome community tool that we can use for this. You know, like, it's 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 a moment of growth. Like any, sure. any, any, any moment of turmoil is also an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, personally, I'm not one to, to, to try to wallow in anything or make anyone feel bad. But I think that like, if you didn't learn a new skill, you know, like you kind of, you squandered a little bit of an opportunity. There was, For sure. there was some time and need to try something new. Mm-hmm. And even if, if it didn't stick, if you didn't get great at it, it's just like, experiment a little bit yeah you know just like i would call i would call people or message them whenever i saw somebody post a piece of content i'd be like oh that's awesome keep doing that or like try some informational you know just from Mm -hmm. from me consuming content and as a consumer and and learning about how to create content i'm like you know this here's a resource try that you know like yeah i mean there was there was a video that i did on youtube and i just said you know to those beginners out there i was just like look if there was ever a time in the world to double down on your content and start making stuff. It's now right like, now. Yeah. <laughs> this is everyone's looking for stuff to watch. Mm-hmm. Everyone's looking for something different to do. You have the time. I mean, you can't possibly feel lazy when you're not allowed to do shit. Right. <laughs> so it's like, okay, yeah. maybe I want to get good. I mean, like yeah. I had Did anyone uh, say to you, ah, oh, but there's so many people doing stuff now. There were, that, there were people that were just, excuses, yeah. like the signal noise. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, but Signal, always signal, right. you know, yeah. <laughs> like just I mean, always more stuff. You have to, I mean, like, because you can do one of two things. You can make content and maybe people will check it out. Maybe people won't, or you can not make content and people are definitely not going to know who you are at that point. Right. So it's just like, just try, you know, it's awesome. I, I tried, you know, to do this show. Like we said, uh, when the mics were off from home, it was tough. It was hard. I mean, I kept trying each show I would get done, I'd hit, I'd hit the record button and stop everything and then hang up with my guest or whatever. And I would literally just sit there with like my head in my hands and be like, this thing's dead. It's dying. I'm watching it die. Yeah. Because like it was so hard to have a conversation with somebody and not see them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is this how it is? Like when I'm talking on the phone with normal people, like, are we talking <laughs> over each other? Yeah, are we maybe, like, but this, like that platform has been around for yeah. so long mm-hmm. that we have, we know how to interact on that. Yeah. This, the video co- platform, we're trying to find the balance between in yeah. person and the phone. And we're learning. I mean, we're, we're all relearning norms. I, I walk mm-hmm. into Walgreens and I'm like, I, luckily there's a sign because I'm like, I just walk my regular path, but there's two lines full of people. Right, like, oh, yeah. no, wait, not there. This way, you know? This, like, uh, yeah. yeah, like just the muscle memory is so in deep. It really is. It, it's, we need those reminders. And um, yeah, you know, it's funny talking about, I could talk a good game about wanting to create more content. And I, I, mm-hmm. I did pretty well on my personal stuff, music, photography. I read, yeah. I read poetry. I write haikus and have mm-hmm. fun. I, I love the stuff you put out, man. I just I try, but um, and I just like the idea of of trial and error and mm-hmm. try different stuff. And there's no cost of entry; it's my time. Right. Yeah. And if if I'm making a meme or I'm watching a TV show, like it's my, I'm giving my time away either way. <laughs> right. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's like I could give my time in a way that's searchable, <laughs> that you yeah. know that you know 
that you and your friend Brian could say, hey, I know this guy because mm-hmm. he's broadcasting. Mm-hmm. And even if, you know, it's not front, front facing to the camera, you yeah. know, cause like I'm, I'm not, I'm on TikTok, but I'm not good at those like front facing videos or I, I don't want to say I'm not good. I haven't tried. Yeah. I quite, I, like, I don't feel comfortable going there yet. And I'm, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure I will because when you watch TikTok and the, its evolution, like you were saying, like I started my YouTube channel and got me to this. And every platform leads you to the next thing. There's yeah. going to be a, a residue of that. And you can see the residue of the Instagram stories going to TikTok. Like just all culture at mass like that scales in a certain direction. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason that Instagram stories got big because they stole it from Snapchat. Yeah. And now that's kind of transitioning to TikTok, you know. So there's like this natural progression and everything, there's little skills in it. But right. quite honestly, man, I did... I maybe only did four or five live streams. Mm-hmm. There's people like the guys in Cash for Life who are going to be the first TGIS, mm-hmm. Brad Bendis and Will Condridge. They were religious every week. They had a regular Tuesday or Wednesday, like Brad, every Tuesday, seven o'clock. Nice. Check out my live stream. Will, every Wednesday, seven o'clock. Like, you know, my friend Jeremy Kaywood, who was one of the guests on, uh, he was one of the From Their House to Our Stage features every Thursday, like eight o'clock. I'm on there or nine. I can't remember when it was, but that's great. The people who are consistent, they're going to win mm-hmm. and maybe not in that short term quantifiable way, but in the long term, you know, like there are, po- there are personalities that I started watching in, in quarantine mm-hmm. that now I'm bought in. Oh yeah. You know, there's, there's like four or five that I would follow on Instagram stories and they would go live two, three times a day. And you know, this one punk guy and this guy, um, homeless gospel choir in Pittsburgh. And he's just like, Making art, like talking about his day. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. do this, and he's just like, and alive, kind of like he'll look up and be like, uh, yeah, this is um, this certain kind of mark. You know, he just answer a question and he'd go back and just mm-hmm. kind of talk while he's doing it, packing merch when he'd make. You know, he released a record. No, oh, yeah, he did like a record release party on Instagram Live. That's awesome. So he put his record on, and then he was <laughs> boxing them up. He's like, put you know, boxing them up. Like this one's going to um, Grand Rapids, Michigan. It's coming for you guys. You know, and and That's I'm bought so cool. in now. This guy yeah. Derek, like I. I'm a fan. That's awesome. You know, like I'm, and so he built his brand in this moment. Mm-hmm. He, he earned a new fan. And I didn't because I personally, I, I, I had kind of, I play original music when I'm at the club cafes mm-hmm. and those sort of things. And then I, when I'm out in the bars, I'm pr- pr- predominantly playing covers. Yeah. I'm just not, I'm not trying to force people into something they don't want, you know, and if right. I am, it's like right. a Jason yeah. Isbell cover and that's for me. Mm-hmm. But it's also, it's called, I call it a dog whistle. Like there's one Jason Isbell fan here. Right, yeah. Where are you at? <laughs> and they show themselves and I'm like, okay, I know who I'm playing for. You know, yep. like, um, but I'm like, here's your Beatles, here's your Stones, here's all the the stuff, you know. Yeah. That's what I'm getting paid for. Yep. There to entertain. Try my best to, to, to give people what they want. Have more to one more drink. Mm-hmm. That's why the businesses pay a musician. It's like, can I get somebody to stay for one more drink? Absolutely. Can I get them to order a dessert? <laughs> yeah. Right? That's, that's the bottom line. Um. But because I kind of had two different hats I would wear, I didn't know how to play to the camera. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't, I couldn't generate the energy. Like here, I'm, I'm like, I'm geeked. I'm like yeah. Jordan here, like I'm good to go. But like I get at home and I'm front facing and I don't feel that yeah. energy. That's why I had to do an interview show. I could, I have tons to say about songs, mm-hmm. you know, but I couldn't muster it from my basement. Right. I needed somebody to, I needed fuel yeah. to give back to like I needed mm-hmm. that I need that give and take and I I haven't been able to find that through Facebook Instagram lives yeah it's it's real hard like I notice I feed off of other people's energy mm-hmm. like and and back when we were talking about uh, 
you're not competitive because you're trying to like keep up with somebody's schedule. It's motivating. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, you know, that's like the content that you put out. Like I, I like the stuff that you put out because you, when I see that you're putting out new stuff, I'm like, Oh man, this guy's awesome. Like I just, I love what you're doing. So I'm just like, cool. This makes me want to like do something. It makes me want to like, you know, and the same way with like, you know, some big YouTubers and stuff. Like if I was ever sitting on the couch feeling lazy or something, you know, I'll watch one of their videos Within 10 minutes, I'm like, okay, upstairs, in the shower, getting dressed, upstairs with the cameras. The world is moving, right? The yeah. world is moving, and you can you can pretend it stops because you stop, mm-hmm. but, like, somebody's out there working, you know, like, yeah. Kobe, Jordan, they didn't get to be there because they thought yeah. they were the best. They got there because when this person stopped working, they worked for another hour, yeah, right? Absolutely. You know, like, whatever yeah. it was. Um, I was just watching some old... I mean, obviously, right now there's no new sports, and so I, yeah. <laughs> I just watched that Bulls documentary because I grew up in, oh, the, yeah. in the '90s in Chicago, and so that was the same way the Steelers DNA here. Like, yep. I'm not even a huge sports fan. I love the arts, I love music, but like, you know, those some of that '90s stuff when I was still coming and I was a mm-hmm. kid, that Bulls documentary, man, I still haven't finished the last two episodes because I don't want it to be over. Yeah, right. I'm What's just it like, called again? The Last Stand. The Last Stand. No, My, the Last Dance. Last Dance. The last Dance. My friend Reagan was telling me about that, and because uh, we were just talking about some like. I do some videos for her company, Adelphi. Oh yeah. And she was like, we're sitting there talking about some like video techniques, like timeline type mm-hmm. stuff. And she was like, you have to check it this out. It is so well done because they don't do it chronologically. Yeah. They like, they kind of tie parallels between the two three-peats. Yep. So it'd be like the third game and the second year of the three-peat here. And they tie it back to the yeah. third game here. And like, it's, I haven't finished it because I don't want it to be done. Yeah. That's Honestly, awesome, like I have man. two episodes. I'm like, that's how you know I you're will. watching a good show. I know. I'm like, I've <laughs> sat on it for a month. Like, I, I binged the first eight, and I was like, I have to stop. Yeah. Like, I have to. I need to. Like, it's got to yeah. be right, you know. But, you know, now I'm like, oh, I love I love that era of basketball. And I was watching, um, like, a 2005 finals game with the Heat. And they were talking about how it was, like, Jordan and uh, Dwayne Wade. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm sorry, Shaquille O'Neal and Dwayne Wade. Mm-hmm. And how they would, like, both show up at the practice center. It wasn't practice call, but they would just both show up. And that's, like... You need to show up. Yeah. If you want to be on that level, you know, yeah. the guy we both follow, Gary Vee, says, like, you can't have a 1% life without putting in a 1% effort. Absolutely. You know, like, <laughs> there are people who would, like, luck into things. Sure. For the most part, people worked their, their ears off yeah. to get for you, for you to know their name. For sure. Absolutely. And so when you see somebody up doing stuff, you're like, oh, yeah, the world's moving. I got to jump on that. Time train. to get on there. That's right, man. <laughs> Just to keep up and not be left behind. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, dude. Well, this was an awesome conversation, man. I'm really happy that you got to come in. You're a very interesting dude. I, I would love to have you on here more. I'd love we to need be to, here, we man. Need to, we need to talk about some uh, some stuff. But um, so if you uh, you got any plugs, you got any uh, your <sighs> stuff, the Cultural Trust. So TGIS, every Thursday, we're taking the, the July 2nd off. Take the mm-hmm. holiday. Um, but every other week starting this Thursday, the 18th through the August 20th, We'll have live music at Greensburg Garden Civic Center. You got to get on a pre-register on the Westmoreland Cultural Trust website. Uh, check out the TGIS. If you go on there, you'll find a link for TGIS. You'll see the calendar there. All our rules and regulations, like them or not, if we want to do it, we got to yep. we got to do our best to keep people safe. Got follow those CDC and Department of Health guidelines. So, um, like them or not, that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like yeah. we uh, or we could do nothing, which I don't think is an option. <laughs> you know, and so um, right. so we'll hear. We're not doing enough. We'll hear we're doing too much. We just will. You know, yeah. I know when Jessica was on here, you guys talked about parking. 
Yep. You know, there's there's plenty of parking at Greensburg Garden Civic Center. There you go. I'll Can't say that. About so that. there's something else to complain about, I'm sure, but that's all right um, because we're just trying. You know, we're, <laughs> yeah. it's it's a new world right mm-hmm. now, and and we're gonna do our best to bring bring value, keep musicians working, keep our staff working, keep our volunteers engaged, keep the community full of music. That's so important. That's the goal there. Um, I'm supposed to play down at Millville Music Festival down in August. If that happens, August eighth, I think it is. Um, I'm down in uh, Coriopolis. They're doing like a an every or a, once a month on a Saturday. I'm going to be down there at some point later in the summer. Mm-hmm. So that's some of my music. Very awesome, man. How about your Instagram? Instagram Adam Fitz Music. Adam Fitz F I T Z is actually short for Fitzgerald, which is mm-hmm. my middle name. So if you're looking for me at the trust, it's Adam Seifert. Right. So my name is Adam Fitzgerald Seifert. Um, so Adam Fitz Music. Uh, I write. I try to write a haiku a day. I usually pair it with a photo. I, I, I post up songs of mine, performances, whatever I think is relevant, put that on Instagram, um, forest song videos still exists, but is in hibernation right now. Yeah. So hopefully once the TGI starts rolling yep. and we can kind of be in spaces again, don't let it I, die. I won't, I, I, <laughs> unless it might evolve. Yeah. It might not die. It evolve might evolve, is good. you know? So, um, yeah. So that's going on there. I'm on TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, um, I don't know. What did I forget? What are the other platforms? I don't know. YouTube occasionally. That was yeah. more of a forest song thing. Cool. So I'm just always trying to make content. Very good. I'm going to, I'm in a kind of a down period right now, but it's yeah. going to pick back up. Very good, man. Thank you so much for being on the show. I Thank appreciate you, you dude. Jordan. Jordan, what you're doing here is great. Thanks for shouting out the community and Hell it's yeah. important work you're doing oral tradition. Thank you very much. All right. There he goes. The man, the myth, the legend, Adam Fitz. Be sure to check him out on all the social media channels that he mentioned, and be sure to check out the rules and regulations for this year's TGIS concert series brought to you by the Westmoreland Cultural Trust. I love the fact that these guys are taking what's left of 2020 as fucking bonkers as it is right now, and they're still giving the community something to look forward to this summer and into early fall. So check out thepalacetheater.org for all the information on the TGIS concert series and the rules and regulations that you need to follow in order to attend those events. And that's where you can pick up your tickets. So get on it. And I will see you guys next week. Thanks for hanging out.